Hey friends, welcome to But What If You Did. This is the podcast where we talk about the ebbs and flows of being human. We know the human experience can be messy, but it can also be awe-inspiring and filled with wonder. But What If I Did is really the catalyst to finding that first next step forward when life feels messy. I'm Allison, a life coach and meditation and breathwork facilitator. I'm an Enneagram 6, I love craft coffee, ice cream, New England Falls, and really all things pumpkin spice. And I'm Chloe, a community builder with a passion for normalizing the human experience. I'm an Enneagram 2. I love sunshine, finding the best tea shop wherever I go, and introducing people to their new favorite restaurant. And we're on a mission to normalize the hard stuff, to peel back the layers of societal conditioning in order to help you feel empowered so that you can show up fully as your most vibrant and authentic self. You can expect everything from raw and vulnerable coffee chats working through our own lived experiences in real time to interviews with wellness advocates and thought leaders in the personal development space. Are you ready to hang? Then let's get to today's conversation. Hey friends, welcome back to another week on the pod. How are you feeling this week, Chloe? How's it Um, This week, it was long, so I'm kind of tired. Um, today I took as my rot day. I don't know if you've heard that term. I stole it from, I stole it from the TikTok and it's this idea of like, I did not do a single thing today. Um, you and I are both in that, uh, rise and receive community and we had a meeting today. Um, and I even like, that was optional for me, even though like I'm paying into this community and it's something that I really want to be a part of I realized like that's not aligned today and so I've just had a rot day I caught up on Bachelor in Paradise I'm watching Southern Charm I made soup because it's soup weather so it is soup weather (laughs) for those of you that experience real fall in most areas of the country in uh the Florida we don't really get fall and today was uh this morning started in the 60s which for us at this time of year is crazy uh, quite yeah like first cold front of the year it's like fall sweatshirts jeans cozy coffees you name it get uh, this allison vibe. tuesday the low is 56 sorry not this Here tuesday we- next tuesday hey real fall is it, it's sneaking in and, and knocking october like that's early for us a lot of years we don't see those kind of temps until we get more into like the november december time frame so that's exciting i will say that down here it just hits different when you like walk outside and there's a crisp (laughs) feel to the air or even like the lack of um like heat like it doesn't even have to be cold like if you walk out and you're like oh it's not hot (laughs) it's yeah no definitely agree with that i feel like i had one of those days right after i got back from vacation and my like i didn't feel well that first day i kind of had a stomach bug and i feel like i just like laid in bed not moving for 12 hours because all my body wanted to do was like lay there rest recover not think period yeah so I definitely relate to needing that recently how was your week you know I I feel like this is like one of those rare times where I don't feel like good is a good description of it I don't feel like fine is a good description of it like it was just a lot of change, a lot of transition, a lot of chaos, and a lot of like big emotions, strong feelings that I feel like were hard to navigate myself, but also 
I don't know. Like, I just feel like it affected every little facet of my life in the last week. And like, it's the ebb and flow of the human experience. But at the same time, like, it was definitely not a fun week to sit through for me. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm stepping into a new position at work. And with that, like anytime you change jobs or you, you know, you step into a new season or you're moving through a new transition, like it's it's going to feel heavy at first, right? Like there's just so much unknown and uncertainty and unsafety in the not knowing what you're doing kind of feelings. But it also is is like a new level when you feel like other people have expectations of you that you don't have clarity on and you don't know how to meet and therefore you put the pressure on yourself to meet expectations of what I guess I should say meet the expectations that you've imagined or told yourself a story exist in order to make yourself feel more you know safe and secure and confident in what you're doing um and I feel like that trickles down like that's gonna be it's gonna impact every single person you interact with over the week like I know um, even we had some like moments this past week where we had to be like, is that what you meant? Did yeah. You, is this is how you felt about this? Is it? And like, that's not like normal for us to have to like question that in conversation. Yeah. I also think like it was just, I wouldn't say that my week was bad. I just was spread way thinner than I like to be. Um, and even that has been hard because like you'll send me a text and by the time I read it, it's after you go to bed because I'm looking at it like 8, 30, 9 p.m. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to respond now because she's asleep. And then I just got into this really bad cycle also of like being really bad at responding. But it wasn't just like for you. It's like kind of anyone who reached out this past week, I – it was on the back burner. Like I had to – what's like a good way to – it's like – I was at my capacity level and responding and like giving energy outside mm-hmm. of that. Like if something wasn't directly in front of my face this week, it just could not happen. Um, which is why I'm taking a rough day. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. The reflecting on the piece about like being at your capacity, because I think too, like we all have different capacity levels in different seasons, depending on the external circumstances. So I'm curious, like, you know, I know for me personally, like, I tend to turn more inwards. Like, I find myself realizing more nowadays that I'm, like, feeling dysregulated. And so, like, my natural instinct is to pull away, only trust a select few people. I don't really want to talk about it. Like, I feel like I even said that a few times this week where I was like, I'm not going to go into this because this is going to disrupt what very little piece I have left inside of me. So I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod, but you and I have had this conversation a lot. <clears throat> and it's for me, I feel successful when I am adequately, when I am able to adequately uh, respond to whatever is like brought to me um, professionally and like in my personal life. And I think that that's why this week was so hard is that I really had to just like focus on like what was directly in front of me. Like I did not feel successful in any way. I felt like I was letting people down um, just kind of across the board. Um, and so that was an interesting takeaway for me and realizing that I think that's also partially like my people pleasing tendencies coming up to like play um, mm. while also being aware like I want to feel competent and like confident in what I'm doing. So it was like an 
a ping pong effect in that a little bit. Um, in regards to how I handle that stuff, I don't know. It's tricky. I also had like the best therapy session I think I've ever had on Monday. Um, so like Ooh, the beginning and that of the week was coming off of the conference. Yes. Yeah, it had. I don't. It didn't really have a lot to do with the conference. Hmm. Um, but it was one that kind of like rocked my world and maybe we can talk about that in like another episode because it like, it felt earth shattering in like the best way possible, which Mm -hmm. a lot of therapy has felt earth shattering in like a damn this sucks kind of way. Um, and so I think that that also reflecting back on it now, I think that's also partially why like I was spread so thin as I was thinking about a lot this week. Um, yeah, but I think I took us on a little bit of a rabbit hole there. What I'm hearing coming out of that is like, I think on top of everything, we both kind of just like normal life experienced this week. We were maybe dealing with some like just ruminating thoughts, some overthinking, some um, just like being in our head about like other things that other people didn't know was going on and like I feel like when I'm in a ruminating cycle about you know whatever it is or having a hard time processing something in my own life everything at work and everything in my relationships feels like a hundred times harder because I feel like I'm trying to solve this one problem in my head and like that's where a lot of my energy is going on the internal But on the external, people want that same level of energy to be shared with them and helping them. And and like when I'm having those internal moments, I feel like I have to pull more inward because that's how I protect my peace from anxiety and overwhelm and how I ground myself and get out of those obtrusive kind of thoughts that like then the outside world just feels overwhelming and like a lot. And like there were several times this week not just, you know, using our text message as an example, but we were talking before this call about another situation that had happened where I read something and felt very under attack. And then I sent it to another close colleague that I really respect. And I was like, am I out of my mind? Like, is this? And he was like, well, I think you can read it two ways. Like you can read it in the tone of voice that you read it where 100% it feels like you're being attacked or threatened or you know put in an unsafe situation he's like but this is how I read it and he's like broke it down like sentence by sentence and he was like if I read it in that way I don't see anything wrong with what was said and he's like so I guess you have to decide what intent you believe the message was made with and that you know and I think that that can be really hard in the moment especially when you're just dealing with a lot going on and you're maybe thinking about all this other stuff that So like my reaction to said person might have been totally warranted or it could have been a result of all of the other stress and chaos I had going on in my brain last week and feeling like inadequate when really I'm just a beginner again and being a beginner sucks and is hard, right? I'm curious to hear what landed with you. First off, like being a beginner is hard and like you're allowed to take whatever you need to like figure that out um i just want to like shout it and also like for anyone listening like you're not going to be like an expert right away and like if anyone has that expectation like that's bad on them it also is like taking it back to the conference one thing that i thought was interesting is i didn't realize how much work i had done in regards to like failure and rejection 
um, until I was there because I don't see failure or rejection as like this negative thing. Like I, um, I'm more along, I'm more along lines of like, if I'm not failing regularly, like I'm not living like big enough, I'm not like dreaming big enough. And so I think that's also where it's hard because I don't know, like if, because I don't even think you're like failing at what you're doing. Like, I don't want that to be like the correlation, but it's like, even if you were like, that would be okay. And like scaling it back to like my own team, like the team that I'm on and like what I always am telling them is like, we're also allowed to make mistakes, but it's not like you're even making mistakes. I don't know. That's kind of where my brain went there is just like reminding you and also like the people listening, you, someone's expectation of you to be perfect is not like your job to fulfill. I think we've both kind of touched on this in a couple of the things that we've said, but we've not really gone deeper on the discussion around it. But something that I've heard both of us say and reflect in this conversation is just struggling with like expectations, like not knowing what other people's expectations are. And I think like we are meaning, like I've heard this said before, like humans are meaning making machines, right? And so if somebody doesn't clearly give us expectations, We are going to go make our own story around what those expectations for ourselves should be because, like, that's what we're looking for in order to show up and to thrive in our spaces. Um, And so through this transition, I don't feel like I have clear expectations, whereas I did previously at work, right? And so part of it is, like, maybe I haven't clearly articulated that, like, I would like to know what those clear expectations are so that. I'm not telling myself stories about what those expectations are. Maybe part of that's on me. But then there's also the side that's like, are they ever going to give me clear expectations, right? I think that this is something that a lot of us struggle with, especially when we're moving into new seasons, is that's when our worlds are rocked. Like, we don't know what our expectations are. Therefore, we don't know how to meet them. Therefore, we're not clear. Therefore, like, Yeah, that's where the ruminating comes from. That's where the anxiety comes from. Like, there are so many things that happened last week that could just be because I didn't have clear expectations. And therefore, I was second guessing myself over and over and over and over again. But that may not be a bad thing because I learned a lot in the process of like going through that. That said, I also read into certain conversations certain way as a result of what I thought the expectations were. And so I feel like it just makes a hard week harder when you are grasping to try to understand that, but you don't have that clarity that our brains are constantly seeking. Yeah. First off, preach. I also think what's interesting or like what I thought of, you have all of this going on in the background and the people who sent those messages also have all of that stuff going on in the background. And so that's where it's also tricky is like their tone, people's tone comes off however they're experiencing their world in that moment and it could have nothing to do with us Mm -hmm. that's why like i mean you've experienced it anytime someone says something and i think it's a tone that i'm not used to i immediately am like this is how i'm reading it is this how you meant it and i think that that's like the best thing that i've ever done for any of my like relationships or friendships because also if that is for like our text message for example if that was how you had meant it how i read it at first that just would have been a different conversation it's not that one is better or worse it's just that's the only way we're going to be able to have clear communication um and clear communication is the only way that i don't know we find paths forward i've honestly never had someone respond to a text message like that before and like that was super helpful because i right away was like oh no that's not how i meant it at all 
I was just expressing this, right? Yeah. And like, and I was like, that's great. Allows, yeah, it allows you to go further in the conversation and not close the door on the conversation because you also very easily could have read it that way, the way that you had originally read it, and then been like, all right, I, I, I don't have time for this. I'm not having this conversation. I also hope in some ways like that sign like your permission slip to like respond to people that way because I've done it professionally too um, to where someone will send me like something off the chain or off like out of pocket I guess as the kids call it these days and um, I'll respond and I'll be like hey like this is kind of how I'm reading this is this how you meant it because this is where I feel like my responsibility is in is in this Um, and so that's been helpful for me. Yeah. No, I think that's a a great permission slip that a lot of people <laughs> listening today, I imagine, needed to hear. So I'm curious, like, just knowing that, like, you know, we all have things going on in our heads and a lot of times we're going to face situations where, like, people are going to say things that they didn't mean that way. And for, like, what do you do when you find yourself in a situation where... Your instinct is to walk away from the situation or to shut the door or to say, like, I got to protect my own peace right now and I got to put up my wall. Like, how do you get yourself over that wall when it's time to continue the conversation or to like, OK, the crazy week is over and now I got to reengage with society in the way that I really want to show up because maybe I'm not happy with how I showed up last week. But like, we know that, you you know, we've slowly built that wall over time. And then at some point we have to make a conscious decision to do something different. And that's when we have to climb over the wall. And so I'm curious, like, how do you get yourself over the proverbial wall? I'm sitting here thinking because I don't think I have walls. Like, I think that that's something that I need to be better at. Mm. I I think I could benefit from creating not walls. And I feel like I'm pretty good at boundaries. But... Not always trying to mm, my therapist calls it like my rescue tendency, <laughs> um, but like always wanting to respond how the person needs me to. Um, that's my that's my initial gut reaction. Um, and so for me, taking a moment to breathe or like not immediately like jumping into whatever that feeling is, is like my growth point. And so also because of that, usually if I don't jump into it, then that's kind of like the end all be all for me. Like. If I don't give in to my, like, rescue tendencies or, like, my – honest to God, it feels like a compulsion sometimes to, like, respond how – like, if I know what someone's asking of me, it is really hard for me not to just give it. Um, so if I'm able to stay strong in that, I usually don't go back on that um, unless if they come back up or else they make a wise appeal or if something else comes up. But, like, a real-life example of that is – we were also talking this before the call that um, so I just moved under a new leader and this weekend they messaged me that they wanted me to jump in and respond to a specific email. And I feel like based on what you're saying, like your natural instinct would have been. Oh, I would have responded. Would have just responded to the email, whereas I was like. Nope. Yeah, I burn out so quickly when I take on too much or I hold other people's expectations with too much weight. And I part of me was like, I haven't set that expectation. Well, I know I've had that conversation because I've actually had that conversation twice. But if I allow them, if I give in now, I know I'm teaching them that they're allowed to do this. So if I do not respond, then even though it was really hard, 
now what I go out on Monday, like I can have that conversation of, hey, unless it is X, Y, and Z criteria, I am not going to respond on a weekend. If you need that to be the case, then we need to reevaluate my title and my compensation to appropriately match that of somebody who would be expected to respond in this kind of instance over this kind of situation, right? Um, but so when you were explaining the rescue tendency, I think that's somewhere where you and I do, like, we are a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? I think in the past, I very much would have done, especially with my previous company, like, if someone had messaged that they needed something, I in a quest to prove myself and be liked and get my career, quote unquote, to move forward, I would have been like, I'm on it. I'm getting my computer right now. Give me one minute. Like, let me pull that up for you. Like, I would have jumped right in. Um, And it took a long time to unlearn that. And it is still really hard. Like, I have to really stop myself and be like, if I do this now, I'm teaching them this is okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't want this to be okay. Yeah, I think that totally aligns and is also like it's hard right because also sometimes whenever I'm in those situations I feel it in my body that I want to help and I still have to stop like it's way easier whenever I like hear like when someone like asks me something or shares something and like yeah that sucks man good luck with that um which also that's growth even like there were times in my lives where I I mean I'm a two through and through I don't know how I didn't see it beforehand but like I would insert myself in any situation where like I could have been needed and so learning to set those boundaries are really helpful um and now I think it's just learning to not jump in when my like body is telling me to that's where it's hard and like relearning those patterns yeah I was just thinking about how when you said that how like so often we're talking about like getting into our bodies and listening to like what our bodies is telling us um, but that brings up a very interesting point to consider about sometimes it is a yes in our bodies. And sometimes we, we do actually have to use our logical brain to think about whether to act on that. Yes. Well, it's almost like, I don't know for you. It feels different for me. Like it, like a dysregulated yes is a, is a regulated no. Right. And so it's like, that's when I have to mm. realize where I'm coming out of, like, not even necessarily using my, like, logic, um, which, like, that does help sometimes, but, like, knowing my body well enough to be, like, well, is this a regulated decision or am I making this because, like, I'm feeling a certain kind of way and I want – because a dysregulated yes is is just, like, the means to me to get back to regulation because that's what I, like, learned Mm -hmm. growing up. Um, like if I fulfilled these like needs or controlled this chaos, like I could feel regulated again. Um, and then I was in control and all the stuff, all the things, you know. And so that's where I've learned like a dysregulated yes is more than likely a regulated no. There's so much I feel like I could go down a rabbit hole on, but I feel like But we're already at time almost. That's a new I episode. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that that's the right place to like deep dive that rabbit hole because man, that's a good one. But yeah, to kind of like recap, uh, we went on a lot of tangents here, but I think like the the point that like I want to drive home with listeners is like you can have a bad week like that is OK. I think we both feel very committed to talking about like when we do have a bad week, I for sure had like anxious 
annoying, uh, ruminating thoughts this week on so many different things. Uh, there were also many times this week where I had to remind myself that I too am just a human being doing the best I can and that these expectations that I felt like were being placed on me may not be realistic or logical and like all I can do is control my reactions and uh, think about what feels right to me and there were like I said there were several times where I had to be like ah have I taught them that this is okay and if the answer is yes then what am I going to do to get myself out of this and all that to say like these are all normal parts of the ebbs and the flows of being the human being and um, I hope that this podcast doesn't ever come off as like we have it all together and like we're just having fun conversations right because like we don't like I think like this week would just happen to be like a harder week for both of us just in very different ways and I hope that like through our random storytelling and tangents that we went on today that maybe you saw some part of yourself in some of those stories and maybe you learned a new tool or a new skill or a new saw a new perspective that you can carry with you into the week ahead should you find yourself having a hard week. I just want to remind people too, like a hard week or a bad week is not an indicator of a bad life. Like they happen. Um, It also doesn't mean like, I think what's so hard, especially in like the personal development community is like, oh, if it's hard, that's not for you. Or, oh, if it's a bad week, like you made the wrong choice. No, these things just happen. It's like it's part of being human, like kind of what Allison was saying. And so don't give in to this like positivity, like toxic positivity culture. If you're like, I wake up and I live my dream every single day. Like I will say as a whole, like I'm a very happy human. I love my life as a whole. I still got the days. I still got the weeks. So let this just be that reminder too. And until next week, friends, we will talk to you all real soon. Love you, mean it. Bye. Well, that's a wrap. We are so grateful you made the decision to come share a part of your day with us. If today's conversation resonated with you, we would love to read your review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're supporting the show from. Or share it with a friend or tag us over on Instagram at But What If You Did Pod so we can personally say thank you for helping us spread our message. Everything discussed in today's conversation is, of course, linked down below in the show notes. Until next time, friends, I'm Allison. And I'm Chloe, and you've been listening to But What If You Did? 